I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, We are still not going to talk about The Walking Dead. I know it just finished. The mid-season finale rolled credits not two days ago as of this recording. Uh, Lou and I are still catching up. Uh, We've been busy covering other stuff other content in the zombie genre and it feels so good i could sing about it yes it, it does um, uh, yeah that that, that that might be a hint at our big topic today yeah i'm not gonna sing i promise no, don't go anywhere I, I, no <laughs> uh but i will sing the praises of extra life uh we are still looking for donations they close december 31st you can go to bit.ly slash extra life ryan and uh yeah we're taking donations in exchange for watching movies uh zombie movies that is so if you have a suggestion, head over to that link, check the show notes for the rules and regulations. There aren't many. Uh, and uh, donate. It goes to a great cause. And you can make Lou and I watch some truly fantastic or truly fantastically terrible zombie movies. It's your choice. The power is in your hands. So do, go do that. Uh, Lou, before we get into our sing-song-a-thon, um, yeah. we've got a... You know, I said we weren't going to talk about the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, but we did. We were treated to a new teaser and the official name for the new Walking Dead series coming in 2020 called The Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, your thoughts, sir? I've, I leave the floor to you for okay, to start. Right. So this teaser is like maybe a minute and a half, two sure. minutes tops. It's it, The call it a teaser is garbage because <laughs> it's literally the same bits and pieces we saw from uh comic-con but now with the world beyond added and then at the end there's like 20 seconds where they show the helicopter that took rick and some lady get out of the helicopter in a uniform with the thing and her talking about saving the world and they kill a bunch of zombies and then it runs credits yeah and i'm like so this is gonna have tie-in with the people that took rick great so how is this gonna affect movies how is this gonna affect the other crap this seems way too complicated for me enough to care well here's my thing and i think everybody's thing on the internet as soon as you see the the helicopter with the three ring symbol and the talk of the crm group people immediately ask like where's the rick movies where's the rick movies and i'm surprised to see we have not had much news on that front outside of the teaser the very you know teasery tease tease that they gave us at san diego comic-con in july and have had no details since not not casting not you know uh shooting starts at at this time like they're really taking their time getting they're either really taking their time or it's really like they're they're not talking about it right i really wouldn't be surprised if they're not talking about it and in like three months they go oh yeah here's a trailer 
Well, you, uh, did you, were you a Breaking Bad fan? Uh, not really. I guess I should have led with the question of, did you watch the El Camino movie that came out on Netflix? I did not. So it was sort of a, it was a sequel movie to the Breaking Bad sort of, well, series. And it worked really well as a sort of continuation and a conclusion to some characters. Uh, it was focused on Jesse Pinkman and I, I w I'm hoping, I really liked it by the way. It was like a two hour sort of start middle end, you know, episode of breaking bad. And I really hope that's the, that's the framing. I know it's not the same, you know, everything, but it's the same sort of production company. And I, I don't think AMC was, I'd have to watch the intro again. I don't think AMC was sort of credited in the El Camino movie. And no, maybe, they were not. Maybe that's why it took them so long to kind of make it. Cause they were yeah, waiting for. Uh, it was specifically um, what's his name owns the rights to it. Oh, the showrunner. Uh, yeah, it's Gil Gilliam. Yeah, he. I, I. Yeah, he. Um. I know who you're. It's on the tip of my tongue. I cannot. Yeah, mine too. Vince Gilligan. He, Vince Gilligan, I think, owns the rights to the show. Right. So he could shop it around anywhere he wanted, and I think AMC may have had to have been credited in the credits. Probably. But I don't. But I think he owned the rights enough that he could shop it to whoever he wanted. Yeah. So I guess in terms of scope, I w I'm really hoping that that's what they aim for with the Walking Me Dead too. movies. But um, you could. You, you're probably right. They're either not talking about it, or they're not, or they're they haven't really done anything on it. I'm hoping it's like the reason I brought up El Camino. I know it's it's not it's tangentially related, but the reason I brought it up is that it felt like that one was announced. They shot it mm -hmm. in secret. They released it on Netflix, and it was done. and And they moved forward. and I, And I, maybe that's what we're getting. But I just, the the I feel like you've got the episode in Fear the Walking Dead that fe featured the group and gave us more information on on some of their dealings with the outside world. And then now this teaser clearly showing that they're going to have a, I would think, a very important role in this teaser. I, I got the sense that they weren't just popping in for an episode i feel like the way they were displaying them it was like no this is a story about this group um and and you're getting closer and closer to the territory that i thought the movies were going to cover so yeah i i think i think they're trying to entice us all but i think in the end they're really just making it more convoluted and more complicated mm -hmm. and i think I think they think that this is going to bring them in viewers. And I think this is going to drive viewers away. Yeah, I, I guess maybe I, it's tough. I think that for me, I'm not as interested in the CRM group. I have an interest in the CRM group and what they mean and what the mythology is behind it. But really, I just want to know what happened to Rick. I, yeah, I want I, that storyline to be explored and it's just sitting there waiting. Yeah, I'd like to just know what happened to him and then I'm done. You know what I mean? I don't care where his story goes as long as we get a conclusion. And that's where yeah. I was fine with the movies. And I, I mean, and this brings me to my next point. And I, I know this is, we're being quite, I wouldn't say negative, but I'd say critical of something that, you know, we're tearing apart a 30 second clip and we'll see what the, what the series is like when it comes out. But these are all valid concerns. And my next valid concern is that Spring 2020, that's around the time frame of a premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. Are we going to are we going to have I never thought I would complain about this, but are we going to have to watch 2 hours of Walking Dead content a week? That that's a lot, man. 
I know. I I I think that they're biting off more than they can chew. Uh, if you look through the comments on this YouTube thing, not that YouTube comments mean anything, there isn't a single positive comment. I and I never delve into the comments, but honestly, um, when you say there isn't a single positive comment, they're all uh, negatively positive. Like they're not they're not terrible. They're as valid a criticism as you can get by involving youtube comments like they're not derogatory they're not you know sexist or racist they're just they're like you know being they're they're basically echoing some of our criticisms right the the comment i saw that stood out to me the most was great it's a trailer about a bunch of kids in the apocalypse doing teenage stuff in a show that we didn't ask for in a show that probably will be ending in another year or so so great so why are they doing this again? And I was like, yeah, that's kind of been my thought about it. Yeah. But I mean, by like the other side of it is like, we're going to watch it. We're going to give it a chance. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. But I mean, I don't watch, I don't watch Riverdale, but I watch Stranger Things. I, I don't. Different kinds of shows. They are, but they have that same, mm, I guess, no, you're right. They are very different. But I guess where I'm coming from is this could very well be Riverdale or it could be Stranger Things. Um, I, I have a funny feeling it's going to be more like Riverdale. And see, I'm not interested in that. I want yeah, Stranger neither. Things. I think this is going to be a bunch of teenagers doing their awkward things and kind of trying to deal with each other and doing teenagery things. It's just going to be zombie apocalypse. And, and I think that that I think they're trying to cash in on an uh, on a on a, uh, a, a an age group and a demographic that isn't going to be interested in this yeah and i will say like uh I, I have been you know trying to catch up on the walking dead so we can talk about it on the next episode in a couple weeks um they they obviously this isn't a spoiler but they play back to what happened to henry and how that's affecting characters and then i remember how terrible some of the scenes are with kids in the walking dead but I'll give you this. It's the thing they do the worst. It's, it's the thing they do the worst. The thing. Uh, but Lydia, Lydia's is doing fine in the show. She's fantastic. Um, Judith is great. Uh, she's she's doing fine. But you're right. Like there's been a lot more examples of just whenever, terrible. Whenever they do anything that has to do with teenage angst, they botch it. Everything is a trope piled upon another trope piled upon another trope. And when they show me this trailer and it's like teenage kids killing zombies for their first time, I'm like, oh, this is going to be everything I hated and nothing that I like. Even the critics, when they watch episodes with the early Carl stuff, when Carl's like being a mopey teenager. And then uh, when they first get to uh, Alexandria and there's other teenagers doing teenage things, all the critics have always said, that the, the kid stuff is the thing they do the worst. And it's like, and then this is what they do. They make a show about the kids. Who cares? <laughs> no, I agree. I Again, again, I, I, I'm sure we'll get another trailer and I'm sure you'll get another take, but I hope that the trailer they show later on before it comes out in spring is very different because they got to give me something different. What do you think the reason is behind waiting on on revealing this? Do you feel like... Do you feel like the end or, you know, we, we know Michonne's exiting The Walking Dead. Do we feel yeah. like they're waiting to showcase some of this because they know they, they maybe they have some story to tell that, that will impact this series? 
I my sneaking suspicion is is rumors floating around that season twelve will be the end of The Walking Dead, and we're on what season ten or eleven? This is ten. Yeah, I I think that we're gonna have some kind of tie into this show next season, or at the end of this season, it's gonna hint at whatever's part of this series. Yeah. I mean, they've and, always. I, I was just gonna say they've always waited uh, to pr- to to sort of showcase Fear the Walking Dead until late in the Walking Dead season, and it's really had nothing to do with you know characters. It's, it's only when they added, um, what's his name last season, Dwight, uh, Dwight, and no, and and the season before that they added. Um, What's his name with the bow? Oh, uh, who everybody it? thinks is dead now. Is that? Oh, the what's his name with the bow? Why am the I staff? Oh, 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 uh, Morgan. Morgan, thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, but it's only when they added Morgan that the show even had a tie-in with, um, regular Walking Dead. Man, so, I just really so miss I think Rick. Gonna, I, I think they're going to do the opposite. I think that this show is going to have a tie-in from the regular show right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, wouldn't be surprised if we don't meet some character from Fear as well. Because we have the girl in the helicopter that, that what's-her-name was fond of. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we meet her character like in the first two episodes of this show so that we know that there's like a huge world. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see we were, you know, immediately everyone jumps to like, oh, she's going to be in the movie because she's with the CRM group. No, she's going to be in this show. I think, yeah, you're right. It makes a lot more sense for her to show up in another series because I and I liked her. I liked her. I thought she was she was she was OK. She was great. Um, if they got it. But they got to give me something different. Sure. And I'm not sure they're going to do that. Well, uh, we'll find out spring 2020. Um, it's going to be I'm. I'm most interested to see how they kind of piece this together because the one the it's, one great it's, thing about it's certainly not going to be daybreak. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. Um, the the you know we talk about the connected world, the connected universe. Uh, Marvel has done a great job with their Marvel Cinematic Universe, in, in my opinion, and I feel like everyone's chasing that. Star Wars chased it, and and they stumbled. Star Wars, uh, I think they're doing better now, um, but. The Walking Dead is trying to do that, but they're not giving the roadmap. I think that no. that's where I struggle. And you're developing pieces of unconnected silos, and then you're sort of sending people they're from still, back and they're forth. They're still treating it like regular television. Yeah. They're still the same old executives making these choices. They just happened to stumble upon a hit, which was The Walking Dead, and now they don't know what to do with it. Well, they're certainly going to keep trying. Um, I mean, if 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 The Walking Dead ends on, on season twelve, and knowing the the story arcs and the comic ending, uh, you could you could close out Walking Dead Prime and sort of shift some characters around as you see fit, and you know retire others. But uh, I think it's the these next few years are going to be really interesting as we see fear is fear going to be the first one on the chopping block is the walking dead going to be the first one on the chopping block is world beyond going to be 
the one on the chopping block. I I honestly know. will be very surprised if this lasts more than one season. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Fear the Walking Dead was not a strong, you know, beginning. No, and it still just struggles to get renewed. Sure. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for the fact I think they were already renewed before this season aired. Yes. Yeah. The, I don't I don't think we would have gotten an I I don't know if we would have gotten another season if they hadn't already pre planned for it. Well, um yeah, renewals are weird. I mean, season they, well, 11. Well, their numbers were their numbers were so low uh towards the end of Fear this season that it it was low even for Fear's numbers. Hmm. Yeah, no, they were. I mean, TV ratings are dipping across the board, right? You either go out on top or you live long enough to be on life support. It's uh, yeah, it's a weird world we live in. Um, but we'll t- we'll keep an eye on World Beyond. I don't expect more details on anything The Walking Dead until closer to you know end of January as we get back to uh, season ten returning in February around around Valentine's Day. But uh, we're not done yet. Uh, we're going to talk about Anna. And the Apocalypse, a zombie musical Christmas film that popped up on our radar a couple times over the last couple years, and now we're finally talking about it. Because um, it just hit streaming services for free. It did. So you you watched it on Hulu in the States, right? Uh, actually, I was going to watch it on Hulu because it is on Hulu here in the United States, but it is also on Amazon Prime. Ah, and it is on so Netflix I'm... here in Canada. Really? Yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of cool because I was worried how you were going to get it when we decided that this was what we were going to cover because uh, I was browsing I'm always browsing Hulu and Amazon and Netflix for new zombie stuff for us to cover that's not Walking Dead and usually it's the same old same old or like we came across Daybreak a couple a, 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 a couple months ago and this was something that's been on my radar that I've wanted to see but I hate musicals like. They do nothing for me. And the fact that this was a zombie musical, I was like, I kind of want to see this, but I don't really want to like pay eight bucks and watch something that's going to be physically painful for me. (laughs) Yeah. So when this showed up on Hulu, I was like, oh, this is the perfect thing for us to cover. It's not going to cost me anything if I hate it. Yeah, I feel you. I'm not a big musical person either. And I will say, I think you echoed this in, in Discord as we, we chat back and forth between episodes. And um, the first 20 minutes pre-zombies, the musicals are very focused on, you know, you know young troubles. Uh, let's in, say. In, the, in the singing was okay, but I was like, okay. I, like, like there's two musical numbers. Uh, there's two musical numbers, I think, before the 20 minute mark. Yeah. And I messaged you and I was at like 18 or 19 minutes. And I said, oh, 20 minutes in and no zombies yet. And then literally there's a musical number that begins and it's got nothing to do with zombies. But two of the main characters are singing on their way to school. And you can see the zombie apocalypse around them, and yeah. they're get, literally getting chased by zombies and don't even realize it as they sing and skip through the street. And I was like, "Oh, now I'm in. This is it. I'm ready." And and from that point on, from about the 20 minute mark on, I was really excited throughout this whole movie. Yeah, it's really strong. The singing, uh, you know, honestly, um, I say I'm not big into musicals, but I love. A, a, a good song a good catchy tune even in a musical sense 
and I thought all the music in this was really good. All the actors were great at singing. It was very sing-songy. It, it, you can tell that they're overdubbed. That oh, was yeah, my yeah. only gripe. Uh, was you could definitely tell that they're lip syncing to an overdub, and that's fine. I get it. They, they they shoot these. They shot the scenes in various locations, and you can tell that they probably could never have gotten the sound they needed. So I, that's fine by me. Mm-hmm. But the, all the dance numbers were really well choreographed. Uh, they're literally like singing songs and smashing zombies as they go, and I, I that's what I was hoping for with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Overall, I will say, as a plot, it's kind of weak. But it's pretty basic, yeah. It's, ba- it, it's it's about as basic as you can get. But my favorite thing was, and and, and I don't know if you caught this, but there's a, the, the 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 basic premise is is Anna want is going to graduate high school soon. It's the Christmas season, and they've got like six more months, and then she's going to graduate. And the principal is retiring and the vice principal will be taking over in the new year and i kept thinking the vice principal who's like one of the villains of the movie he's this weird creepy looking dude and i kept going i know this guy why do i know this guy i know i did the same thing i did and and then when i looked him up he was exactly who i thought he was and he is the red priest in uh game of thrones that lights his sword on fire and kills uh and, and 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 kills a bunch of the undead and stuff what I was like, that's him that's him the 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 principal the vice principal the vice principal the evil guy the, the evil guy he's the huh. red priest in um uh that's running around with dundarian the lightning lord that keeps coming back from the dead he's the guy that keeps bringing the guy back from the dead that is something because i recognized him and i watched one episode of a, of a netflix series called afterlife uh with um gosh what's his name the guy who did the office the british office yep anyways he he's the um he's the therapist in it and i recognized him from the trailers i'm like i I thought he was also a voice of of something he's also in game of thrones almost right up until the end yeah paul paul k yeah yeah look at that he is thoros of mir i did not realize that oh wow look at you and uh and I mean, I looked up most of the actors in this. I didn't know them from anything, but I liked every single character. They 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 all fit a trope. Like Anna herself is supposed to be the girl that, you know, doesn't know what she wants to do when she gets out of high school so she can kind of relate with everybody. Then there's the, the happy couple that one wants to be one's a one's a drama kid and the other kid's a film student. And then there her there's her mixed up friend that, you know, doesn't know what he wants to do. Uh he wants to be a big tough guy but he can't because he doesn't know how to and like everybody's a trope and they all do such a good job with the trope that at first i was like oh great this might as well be trope the movie but by the midway point i was like rooting for characters that i kind of didn't like when it started right i don't know if you felt that way um you mean like maybe the bad the, the the quote unquote bad guy kids like the bully kids? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like I didn't like them at first, and then by the end of the movie, you kind of relate to them. Yeah, well, they don't. I mean, they're kids, and and this is probably a good message in that, like, yeah, um, some some kids that are I'm not necessarily forgiving, you know, every bully like they're just misunderstood, but at the end of the day, the guy was a dick, and he you, you had an option in a zombie you know trope type world 
where he just continues to be a dick, but he ends up, you know, being a dick, but also like a nice, a nice person to a certain extent. Like he, he does protect, um, these, these there's, four survivors. There's, there's also a line of dialogue where you find out that the military base that's nearby, where you start finding dead soldiers everywhere mm-hmm. and they're zombies as well. And he implies that his dad was like one of the heads of that military base. Yeah. And that his dad is dead. Yeah. He and had so to kill get, his dad. Right. Yeah. And you get the distinct impression that like, maybe he's a dick because his dad was a dick to him and he just took it out on everybody when he got to school, which is a like, pretty big, pretty big, you know, I'm a bully because my father's a bully. That's a, that's a pretty big trope, which is, it's a thing. Don't get me wrong. But, it is, but they handled it really well where you wouldn't notice it if you weren't really paying close attention. Like they don't ham fist it. It's just this piece of throwaway dialogue where like he apologizes for something like I've been a dick or something like that. And you're like, Oh, if I, you blink and it's gone, but there yeah. was a piece of dialogue about it. And I was like, Oh, Okay. He's kind of grown on me as a character. He's not, I don't hate him as much, especially when he starts saving people. Yeah, no, he does kind of redeem himself as he goes forward. But I, I was trying to remember as I was watching it, there was this one moment where I'm like, oh, that's, that's new, uh, at least for me. And um, it, it not only is it a musical zombie film, but there's also a moment where they are trying to get from the bowling alley where they kind of held up overnight waiting for the military to come and, and evacuate them to go to the school to find their parents. And the way they choose to do that is to empty up an inflatable ball pit sort of uh, plastic pool. It's a pool. swimming pool. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, they go underneath it and they use it to kind of slowly tank their way through town in a way which, of just kind of like Which led to by. my absolute favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where... <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So they're trying to sneak by all these zombies and they're hoping that if they use this pool... When the zombies see them, they can duck and use it like the box in Metal Gear, essentially, is what they're trying to do. Yeah. And you'd think, okay, this might work. And so they do it, and they drop. And then what they don't realize is they've dropped near, uh, like, an old folks home. And one of the old lady zombies proceeds to sit on them <laughs> while they're sitting there. And relieve themselves <laughs> yeah and that was so that there was an exchange student there was she american was that kind of the the idea there i can't no, no, I, no. she's not an exchange student she's her parents went away uh for the holidays and she had to stay for school i just felt like she had less of an accent i couldn't quite but maybe no, i wasn't uh, really paying attention the, the the idea I got is she's very different. She dresses like a boy. She doesn't she doesn't want to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And something happened, and her parents went away for because this is supposed to be taking place at Christmas time. And I think she was involved in the Christmas musical or something like that. So when her parents left for Mexico, she had to stay behind. And right. so she's spending the holidays alone. Okay. I well, got the it, I got the spending the holidays alone bit for sure. I felt that they were they reminded us uh quite a but bit. The, but cuz she makes some kind of comment when her and Anna are alone, there's some kind of comment about like in other words, like my parents didn't care enough to stick around. Right. And and I was like and I was like, "Oh, okay. That makes sense cuz she shows a photo and it's her parents in Mexico and they're waving. And it looks like it's like an Instagram feed, and I was like, "Oh, so her parents are out of town." 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, but the holiday time? And then she makes some kind of dialogue comment about how she had to stay for school reasons or something. Yeah, I got that sense as well. Well, it's... The the show's really it's a good it's a good movie it's certainly worth a watch um I felt you're right the story does sort of follow a very point A to point B literally um storyline from a zombie apocalypse standpoint and and the vice principal be kind of becomes a villain out of left field like you know he's gonna be the dick and a bad guy but then they literally get to the school and find out that like he's literally turned into a crazy person and killed just about everybody and it becomes a musical at that point like yeah it, well, literally it, yeah. It, it becomes very cookie cutter and i've seen worse i don't know if i, I not necessarily in the music musical genre but i've seen worse mm-hmm. um it was a fairly predictable in its plot point. But I will say that the people that survived at the end were not people I expected. I thought we were going to have different a different set of survivors by the end. They kill uh, quite a few. Yeah, kids like like in this. there was there was there was there's, there's a couple of survivors at the end and I will say that I knew who one of them was going to be. I was surprised by the other two. Yeah. And and here's the other thing. They started to set up some weird rules for the zombies. Um, and they didn't really follow through on it. So there was, there was a couple scenes where zombies were distracted by the Christmas ornaments. And then the zombies were fascinated by a TV that was turned on, but they never went anywhere with it. Uh, they never really delved into it. They just sort of trinkled it in there and, and, and didn't go much further. Right. And, and there were very believable zombie struggles we get this in walking dead a lot where people will struggle with zombies and like you would have been bit three times and occasionally that happens that's how carl you know spoiler alert that's how carl died he he got in a zombie struggle and was like oh shit i got bit um but that happens much more often in this world which makes sense because the apocalypse has just hit these are kids um but it happened a lot and to to a believable standard of these guys are putting themselves in danger they're getting right up in there with zombies they got bit and they were careless a lot of the time that they did get bit. Right. So, uh, yeah. And I will say this, uh, they did something in the movie that I always, always get annoyed with that, Well, they didn't do it in the movie. They hint at it, but they don't dwell on it. And that is uh, at one point, a important character gets bit and they don't spend 10 minutes dicking around with he's bit one of the other character go- characters goes, he's gone. We need to keep moving if we want to stay alive. And everybody kind of just kind of, okay. And they keep going. They don't stop and keep cutting back to him get, being, that character being bit. And you're like, you're like, that's kind of neat. They didn't dwell on it. Like Walking Dead would spend half the episode, you know, or a- another movie would spend 20 minutes with this character being bit and them having to deal with, the consequences and even maybe giving a musical number to the kid that's dying. And they don't do that with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a specific moment. Um, you, you, I think this moment you're alluding to is someone gets bit and they do something, which he I thought was, everybody else. He, 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 yeah, he did. Uh, well, no, I'm the one I'm speaking of specifically is where uh, the best friend saves Anna um after being bit and he realized what's happened and we've seen it a couple times i think in walking dead and this was a much more simpler version where he just kind of like he becomes the meat shield 
but um i it what it, it might not have been the best plan like he he probably here's the thing i watched that scene and he probably could have kept running i don't think his friends should have let him be the literal meat trap um you know taking a few bites and scrapes uh so anna can can get away you know bite free that's one thing uh certainly painful but allowing yourself to be eaten and your friends allowing you to be eaten i think that that was a bit well the, the premise that the, the 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 bat kid the the bad kid that's with them looks at her and says listen he's doing us all a favor otherwise they'd be coming after us now mm-hmm. and he knew he knows he's too late once you're bit it's over and then they run and you're like and they don't keep cutting back to him like after he stays behind it's over yeah it i mean it just it was it was a moment that i think worked but it was kind of i guess they didn't have guns like normally in the walking dead the trope would be thanks for your sacrifice and then they'd shoot them right they didn't have a way to put him out of his misery they didn't have a way to put him out of his misery and he gets overwhelmed by them the zombies quick yeah but you do see him later on and and it's not as it's he's not as torn up as you would have believed he he was to be that that, i think that had i think that had more to do with budget than anything else yeah makeup special effects and makeup can be expensive yeah and i thought the special effects were pretty good there was yeah um, it was pretty uh, solid uh, there's one of my favorite moments in the movie is uh there's a bunch of the bad kids that are going to protect anna and her friends and they're they they have a musical number while they're killing the zombies and one of the kids is carrying two watermelons and i was like what the hell is he gonna do with two watermelons and they do this really funny bit where he basically smashes the guy the a zombie in the head with watermelon but and you don't see him smack kill the, the zombie but you see little bits of brain matter and the watermelon smash all over him at the same time. So you can't tell what's the watermelon and what's zombie head. And the way they do it is really clever. I don't understand watermelons as a weapon, but it was still a cool, it was still funny. I got, it it, it was more for humor's sake than actual realistic, but I appreciated what it was. I was like, all right, I get it. It's funny. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Big thumbs up for me. It is. It is. We. T- it takes place at Christmas. There's some Christmas feels. There's some Christmas tunes. Um, yeah. If you're looking, for, we don't get this very often. But if you're looking for zombie content with Christmas, this isn't bad. No, it, it's very strong. Um, if you're absolutely opposed to musicals, I don't think this is going to change your tune. Um, I will say uh, I was. I didn't hate the first few musical numbers in the first 20 minutes, but I was like, Oh, this feels like this is some teenager musical crap. Great. And, but by the third, by the, I think it's by the second or third musical number, I was like, Oh, okay. They're starting to change the lyrics and the dialogue to be about the zombies and the shit going down around them. Okay. I can handle this now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think it gets stronger as it goes. Uh, yeah, but that's, Anna and they, and the uh, they also, they also also get less musical numbers as the movie goes on. Yeah, it's more zombie focused and, and dialogue and sort of trying to see where we go next. But you're right, like it. But then when they roll out those tunes, they're very focused on the apocalypse and zombies. Yeah, and they're very strong. Some of their best songs are when they're dealing with zombies. Yeah, um, and I think there might be only two. Maybe yeah, two I would numbers? say this. This this maybe five or six musical numbers the whole movie. Mm-hmm. 
maybe seven, but I think it's only five or six. And a majority of them it, do take place outside of yeah the zombies. So cool. Well, uh, definitely check out Anna the Apocalypse. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and you can do so like Kelman did. He sent us an email. Lou, do you want to read this one for me? Sure. Kelman says, I recently watched a zombie flick called The Battery. Not a lot of dynamic action, but probably the best low-budget indie zombie film I've ever seen. Other than the obvious ones, of course. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I would re- love to hear what, what you guys take on it. It's a new one on me. Um, I'm going to add this to my list of things to try and find out. Uh, I'm not familiar with The Battery. Um, he no. also says, I'm sure you've heard the news about The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners VR game. You get to grab a walker by the head and stab it in the head with a knife. I'm curious. Uh, I'm just so uh, stabbing. The um, he's excited about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And he said, would we get a VR headset for this game? Uh, I will outright say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not a big VR fan. Uh, I have issues with the refresh rate and my vision. Um, I also have some issues with the depth perception stuff goes that happens in those games. Um, it, it doesn't work for me. Um, so VR is not something I'm running out to buy, and this is not going to, uh, not going to really change my, uh, my take on it, but I'd be curious to see if you, Ryan, have a VR headset and if this is something that interests you. I do have access to a VR headset. Um, I feel like, you know, this is, this is, this is, uh, an email from, we've, we've got a lot of emails from, from Calman. I'm sort of like going through them as we move forward and, um, we did discuss Saints and Sinners when it was announced, um, and I figured this was a good time to bring it back up because we just had the announcement of uh, Half-Life Alex, which is a VR exclusive game. Um, I think the issue we have with VR now is that it's expensive, it's expensive equipment, and as Lou has pointed out, it works. It doesn't work for a percentage of 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 the populace right like it's it's not for everyone it's cost prohibitive i I don't get motion sick ever but vr headsets make me motion sick yeah and for me vr is fine i just have to have my contacts in as opposed to my glasses when i look when i looked at the walking dead saints and sinners i'm excited for any game that is going to take vr to the next sort of not next level but provide content that's worth investing in um, and this is content you'd have to invest in because it's expensive. So I have access to a VR headset. Would I check out Saints and Sinners having already, ha- you know, having that tech at my disposal? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as long as it's getting decent reviews. That's my biggest thing about VR games is that when they're bad, oh boy, they're bad. Um, when they're when they're okay, they're okay. But when they're great this is going to sound really weird but they're great i know that's like a weird thing ryan you're basically telling us how how quantifying uh games works and has worked since reviews have existed but it it becomes more important with vr because again the investment in the tech um the motion sickness and the way you're being treated as a player and i think that's where half-life alex is hopefully going to set a new bar um and we're not just going to be getting the cash and tie-ins type things Uh, But Saints and Sinners looks like a true sort of VR attempt. And I really hope uh, that it's a strong entry because, again, the Walking Dead license deserves um, solid content, especially from video games. And it has not gotten that um, outside of maybe Telltale, right? Yeah. 
And that's even shaky, to be honest. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of bad and good there too. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I want to know more. It's out January 20, around there, January 23rd, I think, of next year. So we won't have to wait long. And uh, yeah, we'll certainly check it out. And well, I'll check it out and we'll talk about it at least, uh, depending on how, how it's looking. So yeah, thank you, Kalman, for the email. Uh, we're still powering through these lovely questions that Kalman has sent us. But if you want to give us your own thoughts, you can check out our Discord at bit.ly slash discord. want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. Uh, you can go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us like Kalman did, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Twitter is at zombiespodcast. Facebook, facebook.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Mur- R. Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners and to you as well, Lou. Hope you oh, have a fantastic, um, I'd say, I always say long weekend, but it, it's not really, it's a weird one, eh? Uh, uh, it, it's a long weekend for me. Of course it is. Yes. You're in your, you have taken time off, which is I think important, um, to, to be able to celebrate such a, a big holiday. Uh, I, I don't imagine, I can't imagine how people do it. Like they just, they, everything comes screeching to a halt for a Thursday gathering and then everyone goes back to work the next day. It just, uh, most people, unless you work in retail, yes, do not go back to work on Friday. So is it, but it's not a stat holiday. It's not a stat holiday, but I'd say about 60 to 70% of people don't go back to work on that Thursday. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that Friday. Like, I already had that Friday off, so I just took the rest of the week, so I only had to use three vacation days instead of five. Nice. Well, so. that's good. Well, anyways, I hope everyone enjoys their, you know, American Thanksgiving or um, everywhere else in the world enjoy Black Friday uh, and Cyber Monday. I can't believe we're still calling it that, but we are. Um Quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork at joelduggan.com. Sorry to throw you in with the Cyber Monday uh, sort of spiel, but Joel, we love you. You understand. Uh, Lou, this has been Zombies Ain't My Podcast, and I want to know what your advice is for all the teens going into the world beyond. Don't sing, just kill the zombies. It's true. Although no one died because they were singing. No, 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 not at all. I think we were supposed to forget they were singing. I Well, I think that, yeah. Yeah.